The following episode contains personal and professional opinions and experiences. These are not a representation of any specific 12-step, religion, or other recovery group. Talking Circle Studio. I'm going to start recording. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you know what was what was one of the funniest things, man. It's like I know I I, I straightened up. I was I was I was clean when I went to prison, and I was I was working a pretty decent program, especially right. when I went in there. And so I was trying to stay cool inside there, and the whole time I'm in there, I'm not doing anything. And then these guys, they were it was somebody's birthday party, or so, it was something going on, and I had to I had to get. They they were like, you work in the kitchen, you got to get us some whipped cream. We need it for this fucking <laughs> thing. And I was like. I was like, how am I going to get it? How am I going to get it? And I was fucking sweating bullets, man. I didn't want to take a bunch of shit from the guys when I got back in without yeah. without it. So I, so I get in there and I all my clothes were baggy because I lost like 100 pounds in there. And uh, wow. and I was like, I, there was this big sack, you know, that uh, had kind of like a long tip, you know, where you could kind of squeeze it out of a bag. <laughs> and so like I put it down my pant leg and I'm like, okay, all right. All I got to do is get the, you know, the 50 yards from the kitchen to, to my dorm and I'm going down there and of course a fucking a CEO stops and talks to me and, oh and he, I'm like sweating God. fucking bullets. I'm like, <laughs> I can see my life flash in front of my eyes. I'm like, oh, if I lose this, man, I, I would have, they would have kicked me out of the program I was in and, and like I would have done another like eight months in, in prison or something. So like, uh, you know, thank God. Thank God I got that in. And that was like God, like, kicking my ass going, oh, seriously? See, see, you like that, huh? Like your whipped cream, you jackass? You want to keep fucking around? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was just a preview <laughs> of, of all the exciting stuff we have today. That's a funny story. More to come, folks. Let's stay, stay tuned. Welcome to the Terminal Unique Podcast. My name is Lucas. Lucas. You're Lucas. No, yeah, that, that's my name. Yeah, I was just going to help you. Until sometimes I you saying my you name and then you say your name. You forget sometimes. So I, I do. Was, I was just. Gonna, I've been calling myself Lucius. Yes, yeah. um, Lucifer yeah. was last. Lucifer. Was, yeah, yeah, that was a that was a new Luke one. Cash. Luke Ass. Yeah. Yes. Thank Low you. Cash. Low Cash. Yeah, I never. Okay. I, yeah, oh. that actually. Low Cash. Yeah. Lick Ass. I've been called Lick Ass before. You know, I've been called everything. Mm-hmm. under the sun but um i'm dean i just uh, you know not not too many not too many nicknames could go with that the dean uh, the dean yeah the dean that's about it the spleen oh gosh man what a week it is man uh, busy, our man. softball careers are, are soaring right now i know i'm hitting i'm think i'm hitting over i'm hitting over 800 800 i think i'm actually hitting a thousand i didn't have any i didn't get out once ever you're hitting i think you didn't get out either the no, last game i walked into into uh two, yeah two I'm, big, batting, two big I'm, hits. I'm batting a thousand i guess is that what uh-huh. they would say that's what you would say i mean you can only go go down from here one of them for sure i thought i was out remember and he dropped the ball oh and i hit you it reach on air I, I hit it deep yeah and then that there was yeah. that one that i would have gone and i would have been a home run if i'd used the composite bat not the shitty yeah. aluminum bat. it's like ding I'm like, oh, why is he using that bat? Once everybody heard the aluminum sound, they're like, that's not going anywhere. I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, Let's funny. get into our sponsors, uh, people. <clears throat> okay, people. Uh, hey, Paul. We got a couple. I'm going to introduce, you know what? Let you, I'll let you talk about Dre. Oh God, Inspector Dre! Inspector Dre! Inspector Dre! He, the guy's the guy's a, a beast, man. I just uh, I I I talk to him all the time. He's he's got he's really going on this on this new show of his. It's called Dre Talks, and his barbering business is really good. He's he's got all kinds of stuff on Instagram that you want to check out and uh, and you know look him up if you're looking to get a good a good uh, good you know cut around the ears yeah, for sure or an uppercut. 
He's he is a, he's an MMA yeah, fighter. Either one, yeah. yeah Depending what kind of you. cut you want. Right. If you deserve a good uppercut, <laughs> he can do it for you. Yeah. No, yeah. he's a, he's such a peaceful guy, man. The guy's the guy's great. I love yeah. him. Um yeah, Inspector Dre on Instagram. Inspector Dre cuts on Instagram or just Inspector yeah, Dre? It's Dre underscore cuts. Dre underscore cuts. And on his right. actual page it'll say that. So just Dre yeah. D R E H underscore cut C U T Z like yeah. in Zulu. You can see him up there. We also have a great sponsor, uh, Duckyard Coffee House. Oh, gosh. Uh, it, the Valley's Best Coffee. I just had some coffee there this week. It was amazing. <laughs> They're good. And I, I tried that breakfast. They have like a breakfast. Um, the burrito? Yeah. It's, it looks like a burrito. It's called, yeah, a house breakfast burrito. It is yeah. a burrito. It oh. was amazing. The salsa is really it, good. It it's weighs fresh. a pound, man, right? It's yeah. Just, it filled me up for like a good half the day. Yeah. I think they um, use like organic, fresh, or fresh, mm-hmm. you know, raised, I don't know, uh, grain free. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is. It's some good shit, though. I got to tell you. Free range. They were trying <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah, free grain free yeah. yeah anything like that something it was it's just really good it's Go tasty it. check it out guys they uh they are they're on uh, instagram duckyard coffee house uh yeah. their address is 16935 van owen street in van nuys yeah tell uh, them we sent you tell them lucas or and or dean sent you just tell them that do they, they know the podcast name tell yeah, them the podcast yeah. lucas and dean i just was kind of trying to see like the inside track if they said hey yeah. Le- lucas or dean sent me they'd be like oh wow they know them personally they, they're all like who the hell's that uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. So, those are our sponsors, yes. and, and thankfully we don't have that other one that we used to have. Oh. Even though I'm drinking one of their products right now, yeah, tastes we, like dog shit. Oh my! Yeah. All of a sudden, tastes you, like shit. Your, your freaking tone yeah. changed when well, they stopped sending not us our money sponsor anymore. I never liked them even when they were a sponsor. <laughs> never sent me anything for free. Anyway, it's all oh, about me, man. don't you know? Um, I love that. I'm, I want to let you go and introduce our guest. I, oh I know God. him really well, but I'm going to let you do this. Well, geez, thank you. He's, man. A, he's a good friend of the program as well. He is. He is. And, and this guy, he's been in the rooms. He came, he, got, he came up like in the same rooms I came up with. And we've yes. crossed paths many times, but we don't really know each other. Uh, but uh, I know of him. So uh, without further ado, uh, we're welcoming Kevin to the show. Kevin O is in the house. Kevin O. Thanks for coming in, man. You're welcome, Kevin Alcoholic. Kevin, Kevin Alcoholic. Yeah. Oh, it's an interesting last name. <laughs> He's like Kevin A. <laughs> no, so we all we all have the. Uh, we're all. I'm a Lucas A then because I'm for sure an alcoholic. Um, thanks for coming in, man. Uh, I here's the thing. I know your a lot of your story already, and there's probably some stuff you're going to say that I still don't even know. And Dean is in. It, you, everybody listening, if you don't know his story, and Dean, you're in in for a treat because yeah, it's pretty wild. All right, all right. Well, let's start with the stats. Let's start with uh, you know drug the of DOC. choice. The DOC drug of choice. You're like you what? know. I mean, I was a trash can. Oh, uh, me too. You know the. Uh, <clears throat> in the end, I was doing heroin and meth and drinking vodka. Wow. You know, and that's uh, a triple winner. And I got so sick I couldn't drink. I was shooting the vodka. Jeez. So you know, fucking serious. Um, I didn't know that. That's crazy. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I never turned anything down. Uh, right, right. If I could get it, I'd do it. So. And how? Uh, when, when? How long have you been sober? Uh, October seventh, two thousand seven. Okay. okay. All right. Seven oh seven. Yeah. And did you? Uh, did you go? Did you go through GADS? Right. No, no, no. I I, uh, I went through a place in Pasadena that's not there anymore. Oh, Pasadena Recovery Center. Oh, I, oh, yeah, I worked there for years. Yeah, yeah. So oh, that's awesome. You went through PRC. I went through PRC. Were they doing and, the celebrity uh, rehab when you went they through? They were doing they celebrity were, right? rehab. I did meet Doctor Drew. Yeah, it was yeah. in the back, right in the yeah. back. Uh, yeah, yeah. The uh, lot. it's yeah. never the same area. Yeah. So okay, and where um, and uh, where you're from um, originally? Where you? I grew you grow up, up in Iowa. 
Oh, okay. And, uh, Midwest boy. That's not why I'm an alcoholic, but it would be a good reason. <laughs> yeah. So. Just nothing but corn cornfields, right? Yeah, right. Not a lot to do there. So what? where does this... So you were born in Iowa, raised in Iowa too? So when did you have your first drink? I was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad had... Uh, gone into coaching high school athletics. Okay. As he got more successful, we moved uh, to a bigger or different school. Right. So my school year would be on the football field with dad. In the winter, I was in the gymnasium for basketball. In the spring, it was track. And then summer, we moved. Hmm. Oh, like so, every year. Yeah. So like uh, seventh grade, we hit a town and uh, dad was no longer uh, coaching. And it looked like we're going to be there a while. We're there seventh and eighth grade, and uh, going into ninth grade. Um, and these are all towns in in Iowa that you're in. Yeah, small oh. towns. Okay, small towns. Mm. And uh, going into ninth grade, like uh, you know, I was going to be on the varsity football team. I was yeah. going to be a star and all this shit. And you know, <sighs> the very day that an article came out in a newspaper about the football team, my dad came home and said, "We're moving." Oh, and you know, I called a friend of mine, Randy Crawford. I still, still remember the guy. He did some stuff I didn't do. And, uh, and I met him in a park and, uh, I made a decision to drink and I drank and I smoked pot. I did some cocaine and took some mushrooms. The same day, your first time ever. Same day, man. So like that uh, trash can, that trash can started right from the beginning. Yeah. And I never, I never slowed down uh, unless I couldn't get something, unless I was locked up somewhere. Right, right. You know, that was the only reason I wasn't getting loaded. Wow. So you're 14 and you guys move one more time. We move one more time to Clear Lake, Iowa, which the only thing Clear Lake's known for is where Buddy Holly died. That's where where it crashed? That's where the plane crash went down. No shit. And Bonanza. uh, You know, I, I, I went to a... A town that was kind of like a little Tahoe in the middle of Iowa. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Uh, all the rich people from Minneapolis and Des Moines had their cabins there. Oh. This summer it was real happening. Um, you know, the football team sucked, but I was pretty good. <laughs> what position? Um, I played tailback and, and oh. linebacker. And, uh, nice. <clears throat> oh, both and, sides you know, of the ball. And um, I, was good in, I was good academically. Um, and, and yet I got kicked out of every single extracurricular activity I did because uh, usually drinking, um, they catch you. Yeah. So you had your first drink at 14. Did you ever, did you, how often were you drinking at that point? You probably, I mean, not a lot at that point, but, but as I hit high school and, uh, I think back then I could drive when I was 16 in Iowa and, uh, and I had a car right away. Like I crashed my car before I even had my license. My dad got me a car no and, way. I, and I, it was already totaled. I crashed it before I got a license. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I had this, I had my, I had a best friend named Al, you know, and, yeah. uh, and we drank a lot. I worked at a grocery store. I'd throw stuff out the back door before we locked up, <laughs> yeah. you know, Nice. I had friends like that too. Yeah, they yeah. had the hookup, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I I drank a lot in high school, like yeah. a lot, a little bit of pot smoking too. Uh, not much else going on, just because. I mean, you know, it's Iowa. Like, what are you going to get when you're 16? Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. That's so, true. so you're. Did you go off to college? So I go off to college. <laughs> I uh, I played football in Missouri and um, Mizzou. Yeah, and. Um, 
You know, I, I, if you could, I played a long time ago, like I'm old. And uh, if you could make, if you knew the name of your instructor mm-hmm. and you could make it to the athletic department office, they could hand you a paper and you did pretty well in school. Oh, and it gave me a lot it. of time got to it. drink, uh, right. to do cocaine. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're pulling some strings behind you know, the scenes. To yeah, get you. Back I, then they were. Back yeah. then, you know. Now, now you can't. There was no drug testing back right, then. Right. There was none of that stuff. Right, so, right. Everything right. was so lax. You know, like. a lot of people were doing steroids and all kinds of shit back then. So, wow. so how did you do in school? Or, I, I mean, mean, not in school. How did you do at, at football? I, I mean, I played, you know, my time. And uh-huh. I was not I was not big enough or fast enough to play division one football like i you know i but played you were, that was in division one though, yeah right? i mean i played you know yeah. like i played that's all but um you know and school was a whole nother issue man like i so at, at missouri i was going to be an <laughs> engineer yeah and uh mm. my senior year spring of my senior year i had three classes to go uh-huh. i decided that the university of missouri was a problem <laughs> oh, <laughs> and no so i transferred to the university of iowa and, uh, and, you know, I took myself with me and like, that's, that was the problem. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so, so I switched majors, you know, to be an accountant, you yeah. know, uh-huh. and, uh, and, you know, I went to school a couple more years there to be an accountant and I got within a few classes of graduating again. And I decided I was going to conquer the world owning pizza huts. Ah, My oh. dad had a friend that owned a bunch of pizza huts and he was going to hire me and show me the business. Uh-huh. So I show up to this uh, Pizza Hut in a little bitty town, Waverly, Iowa, and, um, you know, they tell me I need to go in the back and I need to wash some dishes. I need to make some pizzas. And I said, I'm here to own the Pizza Hut. Like, don't you know who I am? <laughs> right, right, right. You know, Smart. and like, and so. First day promotion? Yeah, Hello. so like that didn't last very long, you know. Wow, and then I decided the entire state of Iowa was a problem. Right. And right. Uh, <laughs> I had 200 bucks. I had a. Uh, a 67 Oldsmobile something. I right. don't know, big gold car. And uh, there was a, <laughs> a case boat. of oil in the trunk. Right. And uh, and I had like an eight ball of cocaine in my pocket and I drove to Pasadena. Oh, no way. Okay, you, that, that's uh, when you came out here? My mom lived out here with my grandma in Pasadena. Oh, okay. okay. It was uh, November 84, right after the Olympics. Oh, I remember that. And, um, Holy shit. I got here on a Sunday. And Monday, I walked around Pasadena, and I saw this sign, like, Apple One. <clears throat> oh, I remember Apple One. I think one. Apple One would be pretty good. What's oh, Apple One? And, uh, it was like a temporary agency, like an employment agency. Oh, okay. So I walked in, and like I started Central working. and Broadway. I worked on uh, – I had a job on Wednesday in West L.A. Right. Uh, I was petrified to drive. Like, I really – I had been out of the state, but not – I didn't know how to navigate cities. You right, know? right. And so I was riding the bus from Pasadena to Beverly Hills. Oh, and uh, and I started working in an insurance company in the accounting department. Wow. Okay. And, uh, you know, that was good. And then, uh, you know, May of 85. And so during this time when, uh, you know, you're going through the, the Pizza Hut and, and the schools, is your drinking escalating or your use escalating? I mean, I, it wasn't escalating. It was just heavy. Like It was, you know, it was, it was heavy and I, stable, right? I, you were yeah, fucked I mean, up a few nights a week. I just, I just like, I, I drank a lot. I used a lot. You know, I didn't use a lot. Uh, I didn't use a lot. I didn't have a lot of money. 
Right. Uh, right. But, but I, you would have used more if you had yeah, the money. Yeah, I just I didn't like have I the funds have. to do it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Right. Right. And so I drank a lot. Like you know, I drank Did, a lot. How were um how were like relationships with family and like any significant uh, others I, along? How, how were you able to hold down any relationships with anybody? Um, Did you, that, that was wasn't your mo. You know, I, I at. At Iowa, I lived with a girl, and, right. and like I was horrible to her. Like I was just horrible. You right, know? right. Um, you mean you weren't a stand-up I, boyfriend in Missouri? Uh, <laughs> I went. Disease. I went to Missouri because yeah. uh, my my high school sweetheart went to Stevens College, which is an all-girls school down there. So funny. And um, and I was shitty to her, you know. Right. And uh, and so by the time I got to Waverly, I did meet somebody there. And uh, and later I'll you know I'll tell you the story. Like I ended up marrying this girl, but uh, oh. mm. I worked with her sister and and uh, and I met her. And but uh, I I was just nothing. I was not good to anybody. Like you right. know, I wasn't good to my family. Mm. You know, I couldn't tell the truth. Right. And uh, and it yep. didn't get any better for a long time. Like you right, know, right, right, right. Like this is the eighties, and I was uh, I got mm-hmm. twenty more years to go. You mm-hmm. know. Now, so, <laughs> so this is this is the eighties, and you're doing cocaine. I, I mean, cocaine, crack, crack at this point is up and coming, isn't it? I was not a crack guy. Okay, didn't yeah, do the I crack. know it's kind of weird, right? I was not a. Were crack you? Free, I tried. Were you free basing the coke? No, no, no just no, just putting it up no. your nose. Yeah, you know. old school. Yeah. All right, it's a different high. I mean, I, I always liked the drip. Uh, from like snorting pills and cocaine. I mean, I always like that, right, you know, right. that really weird sensation you get in your, yeah. in your throat there. But okay, so that's so yeah. I mean, all this, all this is relatable. I mean, so nothing. There's no real stable relationships. Um, no, I mean, I would make friends and I would somehow blow them up. Right, right. You know, right. Yeah. either I ripped them off or I, I didn't show up and do what I said I was going to do. You were always or, thinking about yourself. I, right. I just, you know, my motivation was to make sure I was okay. Right. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I and I couldn't figure out how to fix myself, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're so now you're in, in Pasadena. You're working at the insurance company. Um, and like, are you able to hold that job? Yeah, I mean, I always, even even when we get longer into this story, like I was always a very good employee. Right. Like I always showed up for work. Didn't matter if I was out till six a.m. I went to work at seven. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I did my job well. Okay. Um, you know, I had a few other things going on, but uh, but I. I was a good employee, huh. you know. Okay. And and I moved up everywhere that I worked. Oh. You know? Now, did that justify a lot of your using and drinking as long as you can maintain the job and show well, up for work? Well, I always felt that I was only hurting myself. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, of course. You know, yeah. and even when I later would be married and I would have a kid and like, well, you know, I'm not smoking in the car with the windows up like my dad did. Right. You know? Right. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. So you're you're basically kind of stumbling through life, and and what what are some of the what are some of the the signposts that tell you that you have a problem along the way? Well, so so May of eighty five, after I uh, I had started working at that uh, insurance company, I went to work at a different insurance company. Okay, uh, I sort of got stolen away oh, by, right. I, by a brokerage house. Mm. Right. And so I start working there. August uh, 85, I go back to Iowa and I marry this girl that I had. I had met her before, uh, before I leave, took off. Before you leave. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it turns out like I, I got married at 25. She was 18 years old. 
She had never been out of the state of Iowa, mm. you know. Um, Small town girl, right? And I, I threw her on yeah. a plane and said, let's go to L.A. You know? <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. And, uh, wow, what a change. And, you know, the only thing I really knew about her is she drank like I did. Right. You know, oh. she liked to party, uh, you know, and... Um, that was enough. And she, so she went to work where I was working. They gave her a, a, a position. Job. And uh, and we started our life together. I mean, I was so successful. I was living with her mom, my mom, and her <laughs> alcoholic boyfriend. Nice. And uh, my wife and I lived in a bedroom we rented from them. <laughs> that's that's the definition of success right <laughs> yeah, there. That's yeah. what you're looking for. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. start to the marriage. I mean, I was yeah. a catch. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, so. So, yeah, like, how long is this going on? So, I mean, this went on for a little while, and we finally got our first apartment uh, somewhere off of Pico and Slauson in West L.A. That's not a bad area. Not to talk about the area, but I was I was lighter than a lot of people there. Oh, you know, and our car got broken. It, it was just one thing after. Yeah, another, I don't know like if Pico and Slauson is all that nice. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think yeah. you're thinking of like Pico and like Slauson. not that bad. <laughs> I think yeah. Slauson's a little I, more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think probably a, a Actually, while back I, it was it's worse. It's not Slauson, but I can't remember the crowd. It's past La Brea. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but 20 years ago, to yeah. 25 years ago, it was a lot. It's, pro- it's, 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 it's probably not little, as bad as it yeah. is now, right? Yeah. So, that's true. Yeah, so we moved over there, you know, and yeah. then uh, that, you know, finally I think we were able to move to the west side to like the Palms area. Oh. Um, I enrolled back in school. I went back to Pepperdine and I took night classes. Oh, you went to Pepperdine? Went to Pepperdine nice. and got a got a degree at Pepperdine and uh, you finally you finally got that degree. I finished the degree with, with a like, huge front lawn like, on the hill with like six yeah. Yeah, you know crazy. six years worth of credits right. to get a bachelor's degree. You know, <laughs> I know. Wow. so yeah. did the same thing. So and then you know I went on I got a few more degrees and and uh, and all this time I'm working at this agency and and like uh, at the insurance same insurance agency. It's a it was a brokerage house. Or bro- yeah. yeah and. Uh, and, you know, I moved up to Controller, you know. Oh, and, and, holy uh, shit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're a big company. We did, you know, a lot of millions of dollars worth of business. And, and you know, everything was pretty good. You know, I I worked there a long time and uh, family-run corporation mm-hmm. um, trusted me with their business and personal finances. Okay. You know, and... Um, okay, that's like the big clue right there. And where probably, we're and probably, you know loved and 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 cared for me better than my own family right like i these people really you know cared about me yeah and and uh and you know so every other friday we had payday right you know and so i had a check for uh, for you and a check for lucas and like five checks for me (laughs) holy shit (laughs) and uh and you know this went on 14 years 14 years oh my god jesus i don't yeah i forgot how long that went on for that's 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 a long time so you went from that was from eighty five to like nineteen. I mean, I don't know if it like exactly when I started, but it right. was relatively I mean, short. I mean, f- as yeah. soon as I had access to do it, it seemed like a good idea. We're talking right. thousands upon thousands of dollars, a lot of money. Yeah, and um, did you invest that wisely at least? <laughs> <laughs> in his nose. Yeah, I know. In his nose and down I just wanted. I just wanted to hear it from him. That's <laughs> yeah. all. I, that's all the attorneys thought that I must have a stash somewhere. Yeah, of course. Like, Sounds yeah. like you. Oh, so I blew God. every single penny. Really? Yeah. Isn't that fucking amazing? And, um, and you know, like, uh, because of my relationship with them, uh-huh. they didn't go to the police. You know, no they, kidding. They sued me civilly. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, you know, they got a lawyer. I got a Johnny Cochran lawyer. 
you know, and um, and wow. uh, it was like a big messy divorce um, business transaction. Wow, you know, uh, I was standing in the owner's office when the call came in from the bank to verify payment on a check to me uh-huh. for you know a pretty significant amount that I wrote. Right, and the boss is like. And I'm like, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like 14, 15 years there, I walked out, you know. Wow. And I left a suicide note on my desk. Oh. And uh, wow. And I went and bought some beer, had some drugs, you know, and went driving around aimlessly. And later that night, decided to go home. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know that that like gets the attention of LAPD. You know, oh, sure. And uh, and so I ended up in Cedar Sinai Thalian's Mental Health Center for the first time oh, on a fifty one fifty. And um, and they kept me quite a while. I was there quite a while that first time. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know, I probably thought it would help my case. I don't. Know. Yeah, you know? that's what I was thinking. That's where <laughs> so, I went with it right away. <laughs> and you know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, I had friends bringing shit in there, so they're giving me drugs, all kinds of uh, wow. psych meds, and I'm doing coke all day long. And, like, I'm pacing around. <laughs> nothing. The, nothing really changed. I'm walking around oh the halls. God. You know, yeah. is, is your wife still working there at the time? So, um, yeah, what's going on with your with, with your wife during? Yeah, so I should back up a little bit. Right. So okay. my wife, I by this time I had a wife and a young son. Right. Oh, okay. And um, and uh. About uh, eight months before this happened, uh-huh. I had gone to a family reunion in Iowa for my dad's side of my family. Uh-huh. Big family. He had a lot of brothers and sisters. So there's, you know, a hundred people there, a lot of cousins yeah. and all this shit. Yeah. Holy shit. And, yeah. and, that big one. And I had been up a couple days. Yeah. Right. Know, that makes sense. With my wife. Uh-huh. And uh, we uh-huh. had a rental car. And uh-huh. like, we all decided we're going to go to the dog races in Omaha. Oh, Okay. And dog uh, ra- they have dog races, dog races, greyhound oh, okay. races. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That makes so, sense. you know, we're we're going on the freeway, the interstate, whatever they call it there. And yeah. like, I'm following one of my dad's cousins going like 80 miles an hour. Yeah. And like, the guy takes the off ramp, and I'm like, you know, and there's like uh, highway patrol under the bridge in front of me. It was the 4th of July weekend, right? And uh, and you know, I had my arm on the window, and they walked up to the car and they go, Is that a real Rolex? And I'm like, I'm fucked. Like, yeah. you know, and, uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, they found it and, uh, they found the coke. They found the coke. It was in the center council. And, oh. uh, Good place. Nice. And, you know, <laughs> and, you oh, know, to man. make a long story short, like I got an attorney, I beat it. Like they picked it up without gloves and my prints weren't on it. And, wow. It was just another. It was another thing. You're, you're, I think you were like enabled, I, right? I got out of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you were you enabled know, getting out of it. cost me a time. lot of money. I had the money to do it. And mm. if I didn't, I was going to take the money. <clears throat> right, right, of course. And, um, wow. And, you know, I beat the case. Like, I beat the case. And, like, the newspaper the next day in small town Council Bluffs, where my dad's family was from, was California Man Busted for Cocaine. Wow. And so they got me for an eight ball of Coke. I'm in Council Bluffs jail. Jeez. They call it like a class three misdemeanor. Like Mm -hmm. my bail was $500. I was out in like 60 minutes. Right. Wow. In California, I would have been locked up three years, you know. Really? So that's so wild. Yeah. I mean, at the time, at least in the 80s, right? 
So or this the early was, this 90s? was about ninety nine. Oh, okay. This is like this. Remember, this is right before he uh, he left that company. Yeah, right, this, right, right. So I think uh, I got uh, the company thing happened in two thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, I my divorce uh, ended in. Uh, yeah, something like that. I don't know. But my divorce was final, like, December 2000. Wow. Yeah. And So uh, what happened with that? sounded like it was a marriage. I mean, heaven <laughs> meant, there. meant to last, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. best thing she could have ever done was got her and the kid away from me. Yeah. You know, to for be sure. honest with you. For yeah. sure. She's, she's a good woman. I'm friends with her today. That's, cool. like, oh, she's, that's great. Um, she, uh, she took care of my kid. I was incapable of doing it, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she got, we got some money out of the house. I didn't get my money, but she got her money. Right. And, you know, went and got another place and my son grew up, uh, you know, well. Did you guys work together too that whole time? She had left the company. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got she it. had left the yeah, company. Yeah. Because I would have been a little awkward with, with her husband yeah. getting busted so, for stealing. Well, what, what was the next move? So you, you, you leave this job. Well, you so, don't leave it. He, he's he's in the psych out, unit. Well, I get so. out of the psych ward well, you, finally. Right. And, well, you 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 had said that you're um, so they they your your job threw you in the psych ward or what? No, no. Did, the the cops did the because cops he did. that's he, right. He put that suicide note out. Oh, that's right. The suicide yeah. note. Okay. Don't ever leave a suicide. <laughs> yeah. Just okay. do it. If just do it. Yeah. Just, just do it. Uh, so <laughs> you, you leave the psych ward and what's what's your next? So move? I go home and um, while I was in there, they had. Uh, they had diagnosed me as bipolar manic depressant mm. with a lifetime disability. Oh wow! So you right. got a paycheck. So the up. so the next thing I know, yeah. like I'm getting this massive check from Social Security. Wow! Oh wow! And I'm like paid to stay home. And you're uh, like perfect. And and I was also a good thief. Like um, I, I had a big disability policy. Oh, so you've been actually, I, it. Social Security came later. I had a big disability policy, right? And so suddenly, I was paid to stay home because I had this diagnosis from the hospital, right? You know, and I don't know. After about a year or so, the the uh, the insurance company came to interview me, uh-huh. and they're like, <laughs> "We don't really think you're disabled. Oh, uh, maybe you God. should repay some of this money." And like, and so it was time to find a job. Right at that you know, point, when they were, when they and, stopped paying um, you, and you know, I took a small job in. Um, I don't think I usually don't tell this. Lucas probably doesn't know, but I took a small job in Manhattan Beach at a tech company. Oh, and um, I'll know in a minute when you tell and, me. <laughs> uh, and they took, uh, you know, I was co- hired as a controller, and um, and it's uh, weird because you stole from the other place. There was no criminal record. And did, and did yeah. they, did, and I'm guessing this employer didn't check your uh, your employment history, right? I don't think that they no. can like release information like, like that. Like you didn't yeah. have, did you have a resume typed up? I typed a resume and I got hired. Like, okay, you know, yeah. and so, um, yeah. you know, I worked there like, like literally like six weeks. Like, I don't know. Like <laughs> I had, I had taken one check from this company uh-huh. and, and like one morning I come walking in and on the CEO, like you took an extra check or you just I think I made an expense check. I don't know. Something okay. I typed right. a check to myself. Right, right. 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 And I came walking in and on the CEO's screen is the logo of the company where I used to work. And like somehow she ran into, um, 
the wow. owner of that company. The son of the owner oh, at God. a seminar. Oh, my God. Right. right. And so they let me go, and they still didn't know about the check oh. at this point. Ah. And I guess later, you know, they got the... Uh, the, they, they got, they got the bank statement. Sure. You know, and like, uh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> detective calls me and he's like, you got to come in here. And like, so whatever, I, I, uh, I took care of that case. I paid the money back. And uh, how much money? Were we that was about? like three grand. Like it was oh, three it was, grand. Right. <laughs> it was enough to get me Caltrans, like pick up trash on sure. the freeway. Right, sure. right, you know, right. I didn't have a record. Right. You know, right. And so I took another job at a company downtown, a big company downtown. And, as a controller um, again? Got hired as a controller. <laughs> this is fucking amazing. And, I know, uh, man. Like, what the hell is going on? It's a little who's, like... A, who's the head of the HR it's like, catch companies? me if you can, almost, like Leonardo, except he's not really running. He just goes from place to place. That's the kind yeah. of what it reminds me of a little bit, yeah. And, you know, I, I often say this, like, I walked into the job the first day. I looked up in the sky, and I'm like, look, man, like, you can't do this again. Oh, yeah. like yeah. like you've been caught twice right it's not going to end well what, no, what's going again. on with your drinking and using is it es- and, are we talking um, escalating after the divorce and everything and i wouldn't really say escalating uh but, but heavy. there was money around and so there was more cocaine involved sure. uh and maybe less drinking okay sure. um but you're but you're intoxicated this, every day but it, but but yeah. at this point in my life, like it's really just drinking and cocaine. Like, okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't a trash can yet. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so That's I get coming. I get hired at this other company, and and you know like uh, it's Monday, and like uh, I had a nice office where like. 40 floors up at this tall oh, building wow. downtown, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and, uh, and nice offices and Friday afternoon, the CEO called me in his office and he reaches under his desk, pulls out a, a, a bottle of, uh, vodka. Oh, wow. Wow. And like, you know, pours a couple glasses and I'm like, I'm getting paid to drink. Like, <laughs> this is like, perfect. This is fucking, this is fucking great. Miracle. Yeah. You know, so within like, Within a week, probably, I had my office door closed. I had the mirror on the desk. I had vodka oh, at my God. 12 o'clock, not 5 o'clock. Right. Sure. You know, and uh, and when I drink and when I use, I take shit that's not mine. Right. You know, I just do. Like, sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I start doing it again, you know. Right. And, um, and uh, at some point, this company, you know, we had uh, outside auditors, you know, come in. Yeah. And outside auditors are bad for embezzlers. Yeah, you know? that's what I keep hearing about. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, it's like the, and cri- so, the kryptonite of the embezzlers. You know, yeah. uh, they came in on a Monday. They're in the conference room working. You know, and usually, like, were you tripping out a little bit? But like, usually, you would think they would be asking the controller like questions. Right. They don't talk to me all week long. You know, and so Friday afternoon, they said time to go to the conference room. I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> you know, oh and God. so I walked out. I went home, and I told my wife and the kids, like, you oh, know, so you're married by again? Now by now, I'm married again. Yeah. Oh, second wife. Oh, okay, and uh, and you have another the kid. Second, well, I had a stepdaughter. Okay, and uh, the second wife, I I had met her at the school where my son went. Oh, okay. And uh, our first date was pretty much we went to Hawaii. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow, that's and, a pretty uh, great date. Yeah, I'd have married and, you, uh, and we got married. Right. Yeah. And uh, 
you know, she she did pills, you know, uh-huh. and I did I did my thing, and like you know, mm-hmm. she just really didn't get in my way. But like, it was a horrible marriage. Like, I was not a good husband. Really, she was not a good wife. Okay, and like the kids suffered. Yeah, you know, the oh, kids yeah. suffered. Yeah. And, so are you still um, having custody of your kid too? Sometimes? I had shared custody of my son. Yeah. Um, and it was back and forth, and he he went to school in the valley. Right. So I was driving him back and forth, and like you know, a lot of shit. But uh. You know, uh, I'm at. You know, I tell them that this company had wronged me and I had to leave, and like they mistreated me. And, oh, wow. and how so, long were you there, by the way? I was there a couple of years. Okay. Yeah, a couple of years. Okay. And um, <clears throat> and I'm home with the kids. You know, what like white collar crime is not like if you go into Seven Eleven with a gun. Yeah. Right. right. It takes them a while to do. They got to build the case. Right. Build it. They got to talk so, about it. Yeah. You know. I would say mm-hmm. 60, 90 days after I left there, I get a call from a detective. Right. And I had a lot of formal education mm-hmm. and not a lot of street smarts. Right. And mm-hmm. so um, this detective goes, you know, would you mind coming down to Parker Center to talk about your old job? And I'm like, well, that seems okay. And so my <laughs> wife drives me down to Parker Center. The son is in the car seat. You know, and I we park right in front of Parker Center, and I said, "Just wait here. I'll be back like in twenty minutes." Yeah. And so, about twenty minutes later, the detective calls and says, "You can go on home now. He's not coming home." And and I came home fourteen months later. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So this company did not think of me as family. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. And, they uh, were looking to put you away. How much and, money did you embezzle from them? Uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wow. And um, again, you didn't put any of it. You didn't invest any of it. Unless you call investing in in <laughs> cocaine. That's that's not and really just an investment. stuff. Like yeah yeah you yeah. Know, yeah. I I, I had a server rack in my house like. Like a mail server, a web server, a domain server, like switches, like who the fuck needs that? Like, yeah, you know, why yeah. would you have that? You'd find a re- you'd find a reason to spend it because I could, yeah, buy it on a company credit card and nobody would know, right? Like, right. And so, <clears throat> you know, so yeah, so you know, I went to court and uh, and the what year are we in? By the way, right around we this are time. in uh, two thousand and four. Okay, okay, okay. So a few years July before you got two, sober, mm-hmm. July two thousand four, and uh, I go to court. You know, and the I didn't have an attorney. Like I had a, a, a PD, PD, sure, public pretender, and uh, <laughs> and this guy. Uh, <laughs> You know, got with my wife and everybody, including the DA and the judge, said that really I had a problem with drugs and alcohol. And that was the reason I did what I did. Right. And so really, I got a very light sentence. Like I got two years with halftime. Right. I was uh, I was thrown into the crazy ward at Twin Towers because of my. You know, bipolar, bipolar past. diagnosis. There's, yeah, there's, I don't know how much time we have, but there's pretty good. good stories. You're good. So, the, so the, I'm standing in, uh, first I got put in the glass house behind Parker right. Center. Yeah. The glass I go house? from the glass yeah. house, I go to court. What? Uh, okay. They take you to county and I'm uh-huh. in line with hundreds of guys, right. you know, and there's a big white guy in line and he goes, your first time? I go, yeah. He goes, just go up to the guard. When he asks you how you're doing, say you want to kill yourself. He goes, everything will be okay. I'm like, I can do that. <laughs> so, yeah. Guard goes, how are you doing? I go, oh, I really want to kill myself. 
And so within like 30 seconds, like I was naked and handcuffed to a bench. Right. <laughs> and oh, right, and this is, uh, idea, this is back when you were in reception for days. Yeah. And oh so I was handcuffed to a bench for days naked. Mm-hmm. They would bring me a box of juice and a peanut butter sandwich. Right. Yeah. And oh, I finally got put in the suicide dorm oh on the seventh floor of Twin Towers. Yeah. And uh, and I was in the day room. I didn't make it to the the lockdown rooms. I was in the day room. There were like four or five guys in the day room. Right. And uh, and like the first Friday I was there, like my mom came back from Virginia to visit me. Uh-huh. And so the only thing they gave you was a moving blanket, a big tarp. Right. Hmm. So I'm shackled, yeah. naked. With a moving blanket, kind of <laughs> holding it over me, and I walk out, and I'm like, "Hi, mom, how are you?" Oh wow! Like wow. it was just a normal Horrific. day to me. Like, oh, isn't that fucking sad? Were yeah. you were you like okay with it? Or, or I think I was at like, the time. You probably were. I, I like, was like, "Well, this is what's going on." Your so, perception like, is so skewed. It's pretty normal. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems normal to me. And I mean, so I got I got <laughs> sent to Chino. Uh, oh. I got sent to Delano first, and then I went to Chino. Oh. And I was in the. They had a. Uh, think they called it three cities it was three dorms that were in a fenced location and they were all psych patients Uh, and like i probably was the highest functioning psych patient there like there were some (laughs) non right you know and and like not to get into details but like i got hooked on heroin at chino wow you know Wow! Wow! Because that's that's when the heroin so where, started. Where does where does the money where's the money paying for all this? So I had a I had a bunk mate, mm-hmm. and uh, I show up to get in bed, you know, and and I go, I'm sleeping up there, and this guy's sitting on the bed, and he had one arm. They called him Lefty, uh-huh. and uh, because he had one, his arm was left. The one, the left arm was gone, but I oh. guess they called him Lefty, <laughs> and uh, because maybe the one that was the left, le- the left yeah. arm left. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. He had one left. And I don't know the whole story, but Lefty had stabbed his drug dealing partner Mm -hmm. and like killed him or something. Wow. Okay. And so Lefty wasn't getting out. But before he got sent to prison, his backhoe hit in a power line and like he won like $20 million. He lost his arm, but he won $20 million. So like Lefty told me, you have three jobs a day if you want to be my bunkmate. I'm like, okay. And he goes, I need coffee ready when I get up. I'm like, okay. He goes, I need uh, I need help buttoning my shirt because I only have one, one hand. Yeah, I'm makes like, sense. Yeah. Makes sense. That's and he goes, reasonable. I need help making my bed. And he said, if you do all that, I'll keep you high on heroin. And uh, and I was only in county sixty days. Right. Like I took a deal right away. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the only thing I learned in county is they're like, don't be afraid of anything. Right. So I'm like, well, I don't really do heroin, and I don't know if i approve of needles but okay i'm in <laughs> you went through the checklist and like yeah, the safety like, checklist well, that and, one guy told me and i pretty much like oh my god i i that's what i did for like the 10 months i was there or whatever it was wow and uh yeah i mean i paroled with a heroin habit to Inglewood parole office i had to see the state psychiatrist mm-hmm. and the parole agent once a month they were both testing me. Mm-hmm. I never stopped using. I was not supposed to drink. I was not supposed to use a computer. I was writing web pages. 
And at wow, 13 wow. months, they called me in and they said, you're a model of reform. We wish you good luck. You're off parole. How did, how did you do it? <laughs> did you, were you passing the tests? Like I passed the test. That's fucking And crazy. I didn't stop you. Like I, I was just resigned that I was going back. I got a, uh, I got a job with a company that I used to drive for, for a contractor for a company I used to drive for. And, um, they did a drug test for me and I was high on every opiate you could think of. And I passed the fucking test. Look, I, wow. I had resigned really myself yeah. that I was just going back. Yeah. yeah. And it's like 90 days, whatever. It's yeah. like, who cares? Yeah. Like, Maybe it showed up as an opiate. So, I mean, you're on painkillers. So knows? you're, you're basically, you're basically out, you're out of jail. Um, I'm writing web pages. Yeah. I uh-huh. call my, I get a big job. Uh-huh. I call my sister. She, my nephew is uh, a brilliant programmer. Mm-hmm. And I had a job that required more ability than what I had. We're like in right. 05 now, 06, right? Uh, I got out in 05. So this is, yeah, probably 05 or 06. Uh, okay. 06, probably. Okay, yeah, 06, yeah. cool. And um, so he comes out and uh, he he's, I don't know, 19, 20 years old. Right. Never really been out of the state of Iowa, you know. Mm-hmm. I pick him up at LAX and he goes, uh, we're going to West Hollywood. I'm like, I don't really go past La Cienega. Like, <laughs> yeah. He goes, no, we're going to go to West Hollywood. I go, all right. And he tells me where to go. And like, I park the car and he goes, you got to stay in the car. They're going to think you're a cop. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And like, this yeah. guy had not been here before. Right. And he comes back. He's got a little two syringes, a little white bag. And I go, what's that? And he goes, this is going to help us finish the website. Oh, Wow. And so suddenly I had a little methamphetamine problem. Oh, boy. Nice. Man, this just gets, this story gets worse and worse, right? <laughs> so <laughs> we're up that night doing methamphetamine. Oh, you guys weren't planning to sleep that night? Oh. <laughs> the next day I get a call from a law firm in Century City. And they're looking for a controller. No oh, fucking oh, come way. on. Oh. What the hell? <laughs> They're like, yeah, we got really good recommendations for all your classes. Somebody I, had given him my name. I don't know who. Wow. Like, I got. Uh, we know this guy. He's really uh, good. No, somebody really hated that lawyer, that, those so lawyers. I go in, you know, I inter- interview, I get the job, and uh, and I start working at this law firm. Oh, my you know? fucking God. And, uh, you know, I did the same thing. I walk in, and I'm like, you know. I'm not going to do I it again, can't right? can't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a, now I've got a prison there's no, prior. There's no freaking way. No. Now I've got a prison prior. Like, yeah, 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 I can't yeah, yeah, do yeah, shit yeah. Yeah. more Once than once. Prior, yeah. I mean, and it seems to be that swearing everything off seems to be working so far. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that's working. And so, good. <laughs> that's funny. Oh God. You know, and and the only thing I'll say is like I'm doing meth and heroin now. And like, you know, wow. the, the, yeah, the, the just... longevity of the job yeah. was much shorter. Right. Yeah. yeah. Everything speeds up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like that year and a half went so by. So you know, like, a, like, like it, it was not long, and I had the door closed. You know, and I'm and I'm, I had the mirror on the table, right. the, the glass on the table, the syringe on the table. Jeez. By now, I, I had my dealer. I, I met the dealer in the parking structure downstairs, oh. and I would go down there for like lunchtime, and he'd hit me up, and then I go back to work. Like, oh, I was completely out of control. Yeah. yeah, I was completely out, out of, of your control. mind. Yeah, and um, 
you know, this uh, this law firm represented auto companies. And so if somebody like crashed their car and said the car was defective, yeah. they oh, defended them. Okay, got it, got so it. So that it. was why you, you, you justified stealing from them probably. No, but, <laughs> you know, one day I walked by the conference room and I saw, uh, um, you know, a deposition going on on the TV screen. And it was a girl that was in a, like a hospital bed and they're suctioning her and like, and she had crashed her Volkswagen going down the five freeway. Right. And like, uh, she was intoxicated. The car rolled over a few times, collapsed and she became a quadriplegic. And, um, you know, and I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, you know, there's, there's a couple lawyers in there from Harvard and like, you know, the managing partners in there. And I'm like, you know, you should settle this thing. Yeah, and they're like that's brilliant, you know. And, um, <laughs> like and, they didn't uh, think of that. <laughs> it, they had spent I don't know I don't remember the number, but three or four million dollars in fees, and they hadn't gone to trial yet. Yeah, and uh, wow. so anyway, the, you know, we're going to have a meeting, and and some lawyers from New York are going to come, and the people from Volkswagen and Porsche Audi are going to come to LA, and like, oh and God. I'm going to give a little you know song and dance on why it financially made sense to settle this thing. Yeah. And so I'm up like two weeks making a PowerPoint because that's what we do. And, uh, (laughs) you know, and I get, and I make a PowerPoint and, um, and, you know, I give a a talk and, and they all decide to go downstairs and go to uh, Starbucks. Oh yeah. So this is like uh, 07. Yeah. Okay. And your sobriety again is October 7th. October 7th. Okay. And, um, And so, you know, they go downstairs and my best thinking is I'll do a little bit of heroin. And, and right. so when I get home, I'll yeah, have just, a nap. Just a smidge. You know, and I, uh. and I, you know, I overshot the mark, you know. Oh, and, my God. Um, you know, one more time I end up in Cedar sinai Thalian's Mental Health Center. And there were quite a few biz- visits to Thalian's <clears throat> in this story that like I talked. Thalian's? I talked I talked about the first one and the last one, but there were several in between. Right, right. Like I, I just I became a poster child there. Right. And um and they had two sides to this thing. They had the east side and then they called it the wild, wild west side. Right. And I finally made it to the wild, wild west side. Oh. Mm. You know. <clears throat> and I woke up um on Thorazine. Oh, you're in the in a straight jacket. Wow. You know, the whole yeah. song and dance. And uh, I think I went in there on a Friday. I can't remember for sure. And anyway, on Monday morning, like, you know, I I got a pink slip from the job. I got served uh, divorce papers from the second wife. And I got served child custody papers from the first wife. Wow. A lot of lawyers working for me over the weekend. Yeah, no uh, kidding. And they told me I needed to go to an AA panel that night. Okay. And I'm like, look, I got a little chemical problem, but, you know, alcohol is not really my thing. And, like, they're like, dude, you were like 0.28 when you came in here. I, <laughs> I think you might want to go. <laughs> might want to go. And, and I went and I, and I heard this guy talk and, like, he had a crazy story and, and like, I related to him, you know. And he gave me his card and he said, uh, when you're done uh, going where they send you, Go to the West Side Pavilion on Tuesday and Wednesday. There's a men's stag there, and I'll be there. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I got shipped to Pasadena. I got out on a Monday. And Tuesday, I went to West Side Pavilion. And it's, it's, it was like a big room back then. And, 
and uh, like 80, 100 guys. And I walked in this room and there was that guy. Like he was sitting right where he said he'd be. Wow. You know, and um, and I don't remember much about the leader or anything. I remember they called on the newcomer. It was involuntary sharing. Oh, and like I cussed the room out because nobody could possibly have the problems that I have. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. Um, nobody would understand. And there was a guy sitting next to me. His name's Ken Cross. He's got, I don't know, 39 years now, I think. And uh, and he looked down at me. He said, you're going to be back tomorrow? I go, okay. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, that became my journey in Alcoholics Anonymous. And, like, I got a sponsor that first day. Was that your – so that was that October 7th? No, no. I, I – uh, Yeah, a little more of a running. I yeah. was in uh, – I was in Thalians for two weeks. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I was in Pasadena Recovery Center a couple months. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then um, – I got out, went to sober living, right. and uh, and uh, started going to meetings, and uh, and then I actually went to work for this guy that had given me the card. He owns a produce company downtown mm-hmm. as a controller. Know. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I pulled in, you know, and it's a it's a nice building. There's a lot of Mercedes right. up at the front part. Yeah, I'm like um, I see a big corner office over there. I'm like, oh, I'm sure that's where he's going to put me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, I met him at the door. He walked me to the tomato room. Yeah. And he said, you know, you're going to stack tomatoes. Wow. And, uh, like, and I started yeah. stacking tomatoes and my life started getting good, man. Like I was happy. Um, there was a correlation between the tomato stacking um, and the life good in. You know, probably I didn't have a lot of responsibility. I just had to pay my sober living cost. And like, and you just, you were hoping maybe it was a little bit of humility. And, uh, I took my nine month chip. I finished my steps in the car with my sponsor, took my nine month chip, went home to go to bed. And, uh, cause I was going to work at like four in the morning. Uh, he made me go to work early so that I could be off work by 11 so that I could drive to the noon men's stag on the west side. Oh, okay. That was like a requirement. And uh, at like four in the morning, like LAPD broke down the door. <laughs> and there's a guy standing there with a picture and there are like four red dots on me. Oh, and, uh, and they're like, yeah, so that's dramatic. him. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, Super dramatic. And yeah, I, your problems you know, will follow you into sobriety. People. I, uh, yeah. You know, I got taken in again on Jan- uh, July 4th weekend. It was always July 4th, man. Right. Fucking and, weird, um, it's always something. And uh, yeah, they took me to the glass house again. Yeah. You know, and uh, and it started my journey in Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, I went to court the next day. Mm-hmm. There were like 40 or 50 guys from that men's stag sitting in the courtroom. No wow. shit. Wow. And uh, the guy at the produce company and another guy uh, ended up getting me an attorney who's in the program. Wow. And this guy represented me. And uh, I was sent to Twin Towers. Then they kicked me out and put me in Men's Central Jail. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, these guys got me transferred to the impact program at South Yard. And I was like trying to get sentenced to a year in impact. Yeah. Instead of going to prison. prison. Right. And uh, there was like a new DA at the airport courthouse. It was uh-huh. like a white collar DA. And like I was case number one. Oh. There was no way I was going to impact. <laughs> right, right. Oh, right. shit. And, uh, and, you know, like mm. the first day I went to court, they were like, this is going to, you're going to get 20 years for this. And like, wow. Um, like I ended up guns. accepting four years with halftime. <clears throat> so you did two. So I did a little over two years. and uh, Federal prison? No, no. No, state. State. I, I was state in Lancaster prison. this time. Okay. Yeah. And those guys from the program, like they brought my son to visit me. Um, wow. 
they they were just so great. And I got out of prison on a Monday and on Tuesday I went back to that men's stag and they were all there. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, and I continued my journey in Alcoholics Anonymous. I got a new sponsor. My sponsor moved away like the nerve of him while I go to prison. Right. Bastard. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and yeah. um, and, you know, I got a new sponsor and, and uh, it was right before my third AA birthday. I got out oh. and uh, I go to. Dude, uh, that's the same as me. I go to my Roxbury men's stag meeting. Uh -huh. I think it's on a Wednesday night. And uh, I go with my sponsor, a few other guys. I'm going to take my first cake on the streets, you know. Right. And uh, they tell me I need to walk down to the front. That's a big meeting, a couple hundred guys. Uh -huh. And uh, I need to walk down the front, put my name on the podium, you know. And I walk down the front, and I run into the lawyer that I stole the money from. Oh, oh no way. Of course. Like, well, that's... There's 3,000 meetings in LA. Yeah. You know? yep. And I didn't know he was sober. What, right? do we, what, do we, what, what do you call those things today, Kevin? Yeah. I mean, we, some people call them God shots. What do you? So I run back yeah. out, and I'm like, "We got to go." Yeah. And they're like, "No, you got to take your cake. You need to go back in there. Tell him this is not an amends, but you're sorry for what happened, and you've been released from prison." And so I go back in, and we'll call him Mike. And I'm like, "Mike, uh, I got out of prison. I'm sorry for what I did. This is not an amends, but I just want you to know." And he goes, "You know." L.A. might be big enough for the both of us, but this meeting isn't, so get the F out of here. <laughs> really? So I okay. go outside okay. and I tell my sponsor, we really got to go now. And uh, they're like, no, you're going to take your cake. And and so I take my cake for three years, you know, and the next person they call to the podium is Mike for nine years. <laughs> no way. Our AA birthdays, birthdays are uh, two days apart. Okay. Uh, oh, my god. Three days apart, something like that's that. That's that kind of shit, man. That's, that's and, um, divine. You know, he, he took a cake and, uh, and we both went on our way and I set out to rebuild my life, you yeah. know, and... Um, and I was living in sober living and, um, you know, I went to meetings. I'm working for this guy. I'm still in the tomato room. Right. And I'm still in the fucking tomato room. And like, uh, <laughs> and he left me in there a long time. Yeah. I'm and, um, you know, and yeah. I met somebody in sobriety. And so I moved in with her mm -hmm. and, um, and I just kept going to work and I just kept going to meetings, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, to make a long story short, like I uh, today I help him run his company. Wow. And um, the controller? I'm not the controller. <laughs> He's not. I don't think He's he'll let me sign a check. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He won't let me near it's the not money. That's a bad idea. No. He's yeah. not stupid. He's in the program. He's been around <laughs> okay. a long time. Right. Okay. And um, good. And, uh, you know, my life is great. Like, you know, I show up for work. I do an honest day's work. And as long as I don't take shit that's not mine, everything works out. Yeah. You know? Um, since you've been sober, you haven't felt that. So since you've been sober, have you ever felt the need to like, want to act out like the old stuff? So right? I will tell you this, right. like I have made every mistake possible in sobriety, except for drinking and using. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, you know, I really have, I've done a lot of stupid shit sober, sure. you know? yeah. um, but I did not pick up the first drink or the first drug. Yeah. And, um, you know, I got a great fucking life. Like that, that, that lady, that girl that I met at Gads. Mm -hmm. You know, in 2011, she was the treasurer of the Saturday night meeting. <laughs> right. So yeah. I was pretty sure I could get near the Happy money. Happy hour meeting. Yeah, yeah I Happy could get, hour. I could get to the money. 
And, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> the, big, know, the big pot of gas. You know, we got married Saturday in December. Night. You got you married know, in December. We've yeah. been together the yeah. whole time. Wow. And um, congratulations, you buddy. know, yeah. like Congrats, uh, you know, I have a great life. We've we've traveled all over the fucking world. Yeah. And you know, when I make a plane reservation, I make a hotel reservation, and I figure out where my first meeting is. Right. That's fucking. And cool. like we did that in Beijing, China. I did it in Costa Rica. Like wow. that's what I do when we travel, and like uh, we have a great life together. You yeah. know. Uh, it's two alcoholics. She's in the program. Mm -hmm. right. It can be like two trash trucks colliding. Yeah. But most of the time it's good. Yeah. You know, you guys, and, um, you, you guys. So one thing I would, um, feel like, like you guys keep your program separate for the most part. Like, um, like this past, um, well, like COVID has been weird for me. Right. Yeah. Because we were like essential workers. Right. Right. So we right. worked every fucking day. Right. So like I had resentments against everybody that got to work for their house. Right. I'm like, this is not fair. Like <laughs> I got to go out in the COVID world every day, right. <laughs> you yeah, know, right. and we were busy. Like we had a lot of business and like, it's good, you know, it's good. And so um, in the middle of the COVID, uh, there was a new guy that somehow got my name. He was uh, in a rehab in Pasadena. He got sent there by Music Cares. Oh, okay. And uh, he had oh, a pretty yeah. uh, big career as a young kid mm -hmm. and uh, travel uh, toured the world. You right, know? right. And, uh, mm. and by the time I got to him, like he was cleaned up in rehab, but he had been wandering the streets of Hollywood barefoot shooting heroin. Right. Or, or doing heroin. Living I don't know life. if he was shooting it, but doing heroin. Right. And, well, barefoot uh, says enough yeah. and, uh, <laughs> in Hollywood. You know, I I, uh, I connected with this kid a little bit, and I got him up to step three. I got through step three. I got him to step four, and, like, he bailed, right? Right. And this went on, like, three or four times. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I get a call from him one day. He's getting out of jail, and he would disappear for a few weeks, and then he would always come back. I'm trying to think who this is. I, think, I feel, and, like, I feel uh, like I know who this is. And uh, he would... Um, and he relapsed during this and, time. Uh, he, he got out of jail in Phoenix. I didn't even know he was in Phoenix, you know? Right. And, like, I'll be, back, I'll be back in L.A., and, like, we need to get going again. I'm like, okay. And, like, I had met his mother. His mother had, like, 29 years sobriety. Oh, wow. Right. And, um, and so I never hear from this kid, you know. And one Sunday I'm sitting at work, uh -huh. and, like, I get a text, you know, and, uh, and it says it's from this kid. And, like, this is so-and-so's uh, so mom. I just wanted to let you know that they found him last night. He had overdosed. Mm -hmm. Jeez. And, um, and you know, the sometimes like my, my wife is Chinese, English is not her first language. And like, sometimes like she doesn't like to do a lot of sharing and stuff because she gets mixed up on her words, oh, yeah. but deep down inside, she has a really strong AA program. Yeah. And, uh, and she has a lot of experience. And yeah. like one of her experiences was she was dating somebody in early sobriety that uh, committed suicide. Um, and so she had kind of been through loss and sobriety and mm -hmm. stuff, and she helped me a lot with that, you know. Oh, yeah. And um, that really sucked. But I did know guys that had gone through the same thing. Yeah. And so I have yet to find some go through anything in life in sobriety that somebody else hasn't gone through that I can find. Yeah. You know, and yeah. as long as I pick up the ten thousand pound phone. Mm -hmm. 
and reach out to, you know, I'll tell you, I was, so I was in prison the last year and a half I'm in prison. I had a cell phone. I know I can't, I don't think, I think the statute of limitations is gone. Right. (laughs) So I had this cell phone and like, uh, you know, I would call the Saturday morning men's bread and roses meeting. And I would like talk to all the guys before the meeting. Wow. That's cool. You know, that's kind of, um, so you were still kind of connected in a way. I was connected a little bit, you know, yeah. and I could call my kid. I could call whatever I call. Yeah. Like whatever. When do you, um, we want, we always want to ask the guests, but should we ask the yeah, question? Yeah. If you want, when do you feel like Kevin, um, you had a, like a, like a shift maybe in perception or you had a spiritual experience that kind of brought you into, you know what I mean? When do you feel like you had your first spiritual experience? Were you sober yet? Or were you still? Out? No, I was just before I got sober and, uh, I was having breakfast with my son and uh, my second wife, and I saw him looking at me, and there were just tears in his eyes. Oh, yeah. wow. And uh, he must have been, so 2007, you know, he must have been 13 years old, mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, I remember I, I, I was away most of middle school, uh-huh. uh, and then I got out, I was out a little bit, and then I missed, like, most of high school. Wow. Of of his years, I was locked up. And, uh, mm. but the first, that was the first time that I knew, like, something's got to change. Right. Like, I'm losing him too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know how I didn't completely lose him. And, like, our relationship has been restored. And, like, I like to say, like, I was told by somebody really wise in AA, like, our kids and family will never forget, mm-hmm. but they can forgive. And, like, I have a really good relationship with my kid today. That's great. And I know for sure he hasn't forgotten. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, I I used to nod off driving him to school on the 101. Yeah. You know, like, some bad stuff. So, shit. You know, that's a great example, though. You got, do you have any advice you give to somebody new, newly coming into the program? You know, uh, I know today things are different than like when we came in, like, you know, you could just hit as many meetings as possible. Mm -hmm. And like, you can do that on Zoom. And I know people that have gotten sober on Zoom, and I just don't understand how you do it. Neither do I. My hat's off to them. (laughs) Yep. Yep. You know, uh, and I, I, you know, even, um, I was meeting that kid. I would go meet him, mm-hmm. you know, but we couldn't go to meetings together. I couldn't sit with him in a meeting and like yeah. connect with this guy. And uh, I don't know. I think today it's uh, tougher. I think we're getting closer maybe to yeah. having meetings again, you know, like yeah. a couple of our men's meetings. We're doing the hybrid, baby. Yeah, we do the hybrid right. and it works, Yeah, yep. you know, and like right I now I'm not going, but that's okay. Yeah. Like, that's all right. Know? Yeah. Um, you come, everybody can I, come when they're comfortable. You I know? mean... I don't know. I drank and used every day. Yeah. And uh, and the, so the only way I know how to do AA is do AA every, every day. day. And, I'm, I, and yeah. I may not be at a meeting every day, but I'm doing something. And I'm going to say this, and you're someone... Kevin is the guy that walks the fucking walk. Like, you've, you've taken me on a panel before, and these, like, these... I guess they were sober livings and like and these these are tough sober livings that are run by like the state and they're not yeah. very nice and these guys are looking at me like oh my god these guys have all these prison time and i'm like this like clean-cut white kid from burbank and yeah. you know and he, he he sponsors people i see him in meetings all the time and it's just someone that 
I've I've always looked up. I to think men. you have to. I think you have to dive into AA as hard as you dove into your addiction. That's you know? true. And uh, <clears throat> and give it an honest shot. Like yeah. everybody knows what's out there. Yeah. And I haven't seen anybody come back that says it yeah. was really good. Yeah. When I went back, it turned out really good. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's never when, like that. I wanted to ask you. So you're so you're. Have you, have you, how many times have you changed sponsors in your sobriety? So this is my fourth sponsor. Right. So right. Uh, oh. I had a sponsor. I went to prison. He moved away. I got another sponsor. Right. And when I moved over to Glendale, mm-hmm. I was living on the west side. I right. moved to Glendale. Uh, I got a guy here that uh, probably everybody knew, Bob Wynn. Yeah, of course. And, yeah, uh, Bob. Bob sponsored me for a Good while. And yeah, um, He was great. I mean, Cadillac, and, Cadillac on the roof, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I don't talk about this much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, like, um, there were certain things I didn't talk to Bob about. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, there were just certain things that, like, I felt like – I felt like Bob had great spirituality and and he could give me good advice and like certain things that mm. were like in my character defect realm, mm. I, he wasn't the guy that I would go to. Huh. And so I reached a really bad place around eight years sobriety and mm. my boss called me in his office one day and I had done some stupid shit at work. And, uh, and mm. he goes, you know, I'm not telling you what to do. But if you want to continue working here, you're going to get a new sponsor, and the sponsor's mm. name is Jim H., and he's <laughs> waiting for your call. Wow. That's and, a little so hardcore, right? He had already made arrangements for Jesus. you to like... And well, this is a guy I knew since the day I got so... Yeah. Jim H.? Yeah. Okay, so and, you... Um, okay. Did, did, and I never said a word to Bob. Right. Right? right. I, I, didn't, I didn't say Bob, I'm leaving you. Like, I used Bob... Uh, for the rest of his life, you know, uh, as as a, a friend in sobriety, right? Uh, and and I switched sponsors, and I did the steps again with this guy, and 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 something clicked, right? And like it was just we did them out of the twelve and twelve, not out of the big book, and yeah. like I don't know, something happened, and like my sobriety has been way different from that point on. Wow, do you and do you feel like you were were you? Your first time, and we've gone through the steps a couple times, right? So the first time you did it, did you leave anything out? Maybe you just forgot about it, and did something happen? I don't think it was that I not left. intentionally, but maybe you had for, you needed to rework the steps with a new sponsor, and maybe I think you hear the shit over and over, and at some point it's gonna like click to you. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, like yeah. I, I don't know, like I had not spent much time in the twelve and twelve at that point of my sobriety, yeah, and like the twelve and twelve made sense to me. Yeah. yeah. And like I could relate to it and like yeah, and and I still have Jim today. You know, I've yeah, been man. with him, I don't know, what, 7 8 years now. So That's great. Um he's a good guy. He's not from the Glendale area, mm-hmm. you know, and uh and I don't see Jim often. Uh and Jim and I have a relationship where if you want to talk to me, you call me. Right. And I usually wait till my ass is falling off. Sure. Of course. You know? Just like the rest um, of us. You know? That may never change for any of us. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel so, like that's what it takes. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, and he's a great guy. I, you know, I really, I, I have a good sponsor that knows me. Yeah, that's great. You know? that's and that, great. that's this is that's just a piece of advice for anybody. Like, 
I mean, I did a, I did a similar situation last year where I changed sponsors, and I just yeah. And I mean, yeah. I think you know sometimes it, it just takes change. what it takes. It like, takes what it might, takes. It might take a sponsor or two before you find yeah. the right guy. Like yeah. And if you do, it's or I mean, I I think too, you reach different points in your sobriety where different sponsors can reach you in a different way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like my new sponsor, I feel like he's really getting me into like ten yeah. ten and eleven and ten eleven and twelve, whereas like I've never even came close to what I'm doing now. And it, yeah, and it's an ongoing thing of finding somebody that has something you want. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like in my first few years of sobriety, this person maybe had something that I needed at the time or what I that I wanted. And then as my sobriety grew and things changed, yeah. like the other guy, like, you know what? I think he might be a better fit for me. Yeah, yeah. totally. And that's so, it, you know. And But you have to be willing to make the change. Yeah. You can't be too scared to say... I'm yeah. gonna switch sponsors. I was literally yeah. at the point of like, yeah. I better make a fucking change, or I'm gonna probably drink or use. Because yeah, yeah, totally. Like it was, it took my ass falling off, like Kevin said, to actually make a change. Exactly. But I have seen people too afraid to make the change. Yeah, yeah. And if you're, if you're not sure, just pray for the willingness to do it. I mean, absolutely. And ask somebody to be a temporary sponsor. Whatever yeah. you gotta call it, man. Just yeah. work with somebody else. Fuck yeah. yeah. Can't do this shit alone. No. You know. No. Absolutely. And it's the men and women in AA that keep me pointed in the right direction. Because right. left to my own devices, like I end up in prison, psych wards are dead. <laughs> right. Know? With right. a Thorazine. So, yeah. yeah. You do oh, the Thorazine shuffle. Yeah. So Shit. Yeah, dude. We we get we have a lot of fun in sobriety. Um fuck. I, I do I do miss gads, man. I do yeah. you know what I mean? I took it. We had a lot I, of time there, man. We like, all yeah, we all took it I think I I'll speak for myself. I took it for granted. I mean yeah. I would just be like, oh, I'll go to the gas meeting tonight, whatever, you know. And now that they're not, it's not there. And then I'm like, suddenly yeah. it was gone. Yeah. And then you're just yeah. like, fuck that place. And PRC was special, too, dude. for that matter. Yeah, like I, PRC. I spent a lot of time at PRC, and, and so between those two places, those are kind of my two rocks, and they're both gone now. So it's yeah. really sad. You Things know? are changing, and I think as alcoholics, especially, we're afraid of change. But I mean, we make it. We, we make it work some way or another. We gotta like be willing to adapt to it. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And, and I mean, you have to, man. Life like, on life. Our too. lives depend on it. Like it, you know. Yep. I've seen to, you know, early on in sobriety, they told me to buy a suit because you're gonna need one. And like, it's I've seen a lot of people go, man. Yeah. Like and like, yeah. I, I just don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So. I always follow the order of Remember Kenny Bob. Yeah. You always save sobriety, and then what was it? God. Me and then everybody else, yeah. family, friends, significant others, yeah, all fourth. He's like, don't tell your girlfriend that she's going to be fourth though, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. That was me. His always follow up. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. There has been a lot of cool people that have come through. Kevin, thank you so much, man, for yeah. coming. Yeah, it was yeah, good it was to be so with awesome. you guys. It was really love you, dude. Oh my god. I feel I'll, like I feel like he we have another he's got another show for us in the future maybe at some point. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh you got god. a lot of stories. So many There's more. There. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know it's, it's just scratching the surface here. The level of insanity is just perfect and yeah. it's just alcoholism, man. It's just yeah. what it is. Um well, let's go ahead and talk about our uh, what are we gonna talk about? You our social talk, media links. You want to? You want? Well, social let's media. just go. Let's go old school. Let's go to terminallyuniquepodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us. You know, just send send me an email. We can we can start a little banter ourselves. <laughs> right. We can go to. You can go to the the Facebook uh, fan page of the yes. Terminally Unique Podcast. You can go to the what. The Instagram, the terminally IG. underscore unique, underscore podcast, not slashes. Not dashes. We like underscores better. Yeah, these are cooler. They are cooler. That's what I keep hearing. Yes. So um, thank you again for another uh, for all the support, guys, and listening. If you are listening, great. And we hope you get something out of it. Um, feel free to give us any suggestions. I feedback. Mean, message me on the, uh, the IG, direct DM right. me. Exactly. I'm following that every day. So um, Yeah, and also thank you to our sponsors, yes. Inspector Dre. 
Dray Cuts, Dray Talks, and Duckyard Coffee House. The Duckyard Coffee House. Yes. Go oh, say like, hi to Julie like from the Tom Likas. The Tom Likas voice. The Tom Likas show. Oh, <laughs> oh Tom my Likas. God! Is he still alive? I, I think he's still on the air, isn't really? he? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm surprised he's, if he'd still be on the air after all these years. I know. Someone hasn't sued him or kicked him off for some reason. Exactly. Anyway. All right. Kevin, thank you again, man. Yeah, Kevin, hey, thank Good you, to see buddy. You guys. Love you. We love you. Dana, love you. Love you too, buddy. I might love you a little bit more. Yeah, maybe. I may love you more even when we go to Hawaii. Oh, we're going oh, to be doing yeah. some snorkeling. We'll be loving each other. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, Until next time, everybody. Bye. Okay, bye. Look